0: The 14-day, scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So if you feel as if you were, it's quite clear that you were kind of in a steady routine when you were much younger in primary school, you'd go to school, you'd come yep. home, yeah, It's easier to manage because it's a pretty predictable day, but you started to notice a difference in your management when you got older, and that was obviously due to the fact that your social environment was changing, school was changing, girlfriends were coming around, sport was coming around.
1: Well, I don't want to clear it up. I never had a girlfriend. <laughs> <Okay>. was <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was interested in them, but they weren't interested in me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you got the right one if she's saving your life and she's your wife now. That's that's the most important thing. Well,
1: I think, uh, well, I have, I'm very lucky, yeah. Yeah, I have to admit that. Um, but I, I, Uh, Just to to go back to the primary school, I I remember one incident. Um, It was a birthday party. I was about eight years old. I wasn't undiagnosed with diabetes. And I was back in school and I went, uh, this lad had a birthday party and he invited everyone in the class except me. And he taught me, I'm not inviting you to the party because, yeah, you're a diabetic. And... I remember that feeling in my stomach that time and I still get it to today. He, the odd time I think about it, that feeling of rejection <laughs> in my stomach just after he invited everyone in the class. Um But uh, but uh he didn't want to invite me because of Diabetic because there was going to be cake and all of that around and I couldn't eat or whatever. But looking back at it now, I, I, I don't really I don't really blame him His mother she's just too fucking lazy she didn't bother <laughs> she just didn't want to she just didn't want to deal with a diabetic running around the place you know but yeah I'm still friends with him to this day and it's just bit crack crackers up I, I never mentioned that or I never will bring it up late but it's amazing how something would stick out like this when you're younger and you'd remember it always just that that rejection in your stomach you'd, you'd, you'd feel it like because I wasn't long diagnosed at the time but I think it was more his mother just didn't want to deal with the hassle of a weak little diabetic around the face and uh, everyone else would just be eating cake and I couldn't eat it and all this heart crack so I, just, I, I do remember that that's a that's a standout memory now in, in primary school but uh, I remember my primary school principal at the time uh, he was very good to me. Uh, he was very fair, uh, he was strict but fair. And uh, I thought he was, I remember now, because um, uh, he was our, my manager, a hurling manager from primary school up to when I was hurling minor. And he knew the story with me. And, uh, you know, the odd time now, he'd have a great word with me. He'd know but He'd treat me the very same as everyone else which is the way I wanted to be treated and I think all of us should be treated the very same as everyone else we know in the background we could get low blood sugars that's the way it is but to be respected and treated the same as everyone else
0: you know Do you feel like the experience you had about being rejected from that birthday party had a role to play in your mentality of believing that your diabetes was kind of a sign of weakness because the email that you had sent in to us, it was a great email by the way. And I I appreciated the detail that you went into in terms of your adrenaline spikes with sport and how you were trying to treat them and all these different things. But what stood out to myself and what stood out to Graham so much was the last line. And the last line of the email was, you never discussed diabetes with anyone apart from your family because you didn't want to be seen as weak. And I personally would view it the complete opposite way because I see it as a sign of more strength because it's like, well, I have to deal with all my diabetic stuff. And I also have to deal with all of normal life things like stress and work and school and relationships and family on top yeah. of my diabetes. But do you feel, Dermot, that that incident being rejected from the party had a role to play in that mentality for you?
1: I, I don't think so. No, um, because I was lucky enough. I, I grew up in a, a parish, country place, country people. Loads of people knew each other, you know, that was, that was just one incident that I remember. But like, I went to secondary school then in Callan, and only for the friends in primary school knew about, it was never discussed, I never mentioned that, and you start making new friends then when you go to secondary school, and I never said it to them. Not not once, during the Five years I was in there, I never said it to anyone. I didn't want anyone knowing about. And even the my mother, obviously had it said to teachers, but I don't know did I have to teachers even know about? You know, um, I got one bad law in school during those five years. Now, and I was walking around, I, was, I think it was the second year, and I was. You know, I didn't know what I was doing where I was going and no one knew what was going on with me that's the scary bit like I was uh, I was kind of looking for something with sugar in this and I was I barely remember what was going on and somehow I came out of this and I was okay then but no one knew about it except me afterwards you know they'll, they'll, they'll tell you like nobody copped it I don't know was I able just to hold it together or Maybe it was just so fucked up anyway, they would have seen me Is that way. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she made it that out as well. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I did. I, I remember walking around the basketball yard and I just over it completely. And there was a school shop, a school shop, and I went up and they had nothing with sugar in it. Everything was sold out. Can you believe that? They only had a couple of uh, Walker's crisps. That was a big thing back around 2002, 2003. Walker's crisps. And they only had that. So I knew that wasn't as bad as it was. I knew they weren't going to get me over it anyway. And uh, sugar-free Sprite or something like that. That was it. Uh, I, I saw, I don't know what I did for the day, but I got over it somehow. I don't know how I got over it. And that was... um. Yeah, that was, a, that was a standout memory and uh, no one copped it. No one in school copped it. I'm not giving out about that or upset about that. I'm actually happy that no one copped it because it would have looked terrible, I suppose. But then again, I could have collapsed, very close to collapsing. And that would have been worse, wouldn't it? An ambulance coming through a school taking me off.
0: Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insalone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.